Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, before we jump into the mess that Texas is seeing, and it is a mess, and we're all very jealous of what's happening right now in the Lone Star State. Um, hey, 2021 is upon us. This is our second episode of B Squared. But uh, to me, it really feels like December 41st. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I just want to... Um, you know, deviate from weather for one second and say, and I'm only saying this because we have international listeners, that the things that happened earlier this week, (laughs) yes, I am not, I don't even have words. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I'm terrified. I don't, I, I just can't believe that it's happening before my eyes in my own country. So I just want people who are not in this country and in this country to know that a mo- most of us do not think and believe and act the way that group of people did. So I, please don't, you know, think that that's all of America because it's definitely not. I don't want to get too political on the show, but I know we have people outside of this country who listen. And so I just kind of wanted to briefly casually address that. No, I think what you're saying is right. And I will say this. I don't agree with what happened. I don't agree with the steps that were taken. I don't agree with the messaging. I don't agree with the actions that were taken by a lot of people and certain political figures. Okay. Mm -hmm. With that said, this country was founded on the ability to agree and dissent. However, when people feel that they are not being heard and they are not taking the proper steps to be heard, that's where we have serious issues. And that's what I think a lot of what Wednesday was. Um, you know, you can't call for rioting. You cannot call for people to break into Congress. You cannot call for X, Y, and Z. What we saw, it is not right. There are ways to go about proving your point. There are ways to go about peacefully protesting, which we have talked about on this show a little bit. Okay. Listen, nobody's going to agree with everything 100% of the time. And if that's the case, you have many ways to go about changing that. You can run for office yourself. You can vote people in and out of office. We have term limits. It's called a ballot box. Yes, a lot of people in Congress stay for a very, very long time. Yes, some people in Congress don't make it out of a first term. Some people don't even make it a full term. But with Mm -hmm. that said, we have ways to, you know, actively dissent and try and infect change. Let's do it the proper channels. Let's not go above and beyond because what happened Wednesday was a joke. It was an absolute disgrace. Um, I would say I'm embarrassed, but I'm not because I've seen it all summer long and it didn't matter what side of the aisle you are on or what side of the aisle you agree to or belong to. Both sides in the 2020 and into 2021 did things that they didn't need to do. Now, with that said, our country has a history of doing that. And, you know, 
I have talked about it on the show a little bit. Bonnie knows this. I'm a direct descendant of people that came over on the Mayflower. My family line goes back through two U.S. presidents, John Adams and John Quincy Adams, which after this week, I found out that both of those guys didn't attend the inauguration of their successor, which was very weird to me, but I digress because that also seems very appropriate with uh, what's going to happen January 20th. Mm-hmm. That will be the fourth time in American history that a president does not yep. Yep. attend the next yep. one's inauguration. And there so. and there's no legal precedent to it. There's no requirement to it. It is something. No, that there's you, not. It's just being a decent human being. It, it, 100%, 100%. It's a class act. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you win or lose, right? George W. Bush was the last president until now that had unsuccessfully uh, lobbied for a second term and didn't get it. He still showed up. January 20th when Bill Clinton was sworn in and now look at them. I mean, they had a great relationship. Um, the Bush and Clinton family are extremely close. They've worked on a lot of projects together for different causes. But again, this goes back to civility. This goes back to a lot of things of being able to get along with somebody you don't agree with. I, I just want to cut in. I think that we obviously have a little bit different political beliefs and that's totally fine. But this, what happened on Wednesday, is is a whole other level and one hundred percent inciting violence and attempting to do what you did to democracy and the U.S. government based on lies is really, really. I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. But it is so disgraceful, and the entire world is looking at us like we are just circling the drain, basically, and it is. It's an embarrassment is what it is. And so I just really wanted to make sure that our listeners, specifically the international ones, know that that is not a majority of America and that most of America is outraged based on this extremist group's actions. So please, you know, I don't know, bear with us, forgive us, be patient with us because we are just, we're a spectacle right now and it's, you know... Like I said, it's an embarrassment and it was heartbreaking. And I was in tears the whole day Wednesday watching all this go down on the news. So I will get tears right now. So I'm going to stop talking about you're, it. You're, you're good. You're good. And listen, you're right. You and I don't agree 100% politically and that's fine. But I also respect your opinion and I know that you respect mine and we can have the conversations about where we differ. And that is what makes one, our friendship great to the show. Awesome. And three, my respect for you as a human being, because I know that nobody's going to be completely in agreement with me. Heck, my parents and my twin sister are, you know, we disagree a lot. It's not one of those things where it's, you know, it's I hate them or don't love them. I do. But nobody's perfect. And you're right. We are a spectacle. Um, I will play devil's advocate for one second here. Just because I think this is a point that I think needs to be shared that a lot of people have brought up from both sides of this argument. America was founded in 1776. In the overall global span of time and time space continuum, we're considered a baby nation status. Yes, we're also considered a beacon of like democracy and a free country. And that is not how the world or a lot of the world is viewing us right now. And that's 
heartbreaking. Because right. you know when you grow up in history classes and you're taught like this is the greatest country in the world and that that's how the world looks at you. And so to see all this go down in your own country, you're just – for me, I'm I'm just – in shock, complete and total shock. Right. Now, let me, let me, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and I want to get your point of view on this, Bonnie, because I think it is important. Okay. We are considered a beacon. We are considered a light of the world. We are the, you know, the president is considered the leader of the free world. Now, with that said, we know that this country has had from, you know, before, before we were found as a country through today. And that's evident that we inflect change by, you know, engaging in civil disobedience, uncivil disobedience, affecting change by protesting, by rioting, by writing letters, by talking to members of Congress, by voting people in and out of office. There is no doubt about that. Now, as a nation that is less than 300 years old, and I think a lot of people need to realize this, you know, we still are imperfect, and I don't think you'll find anybody that ever says that we are a perfect country. And I, that is obviously, you know, evident when you look across the board at things that have happened. No, I totally agree we're not perfect, and I agree that we're young. I just think that the point is that we're a democracy. Yes. And when that's threatened, when that's threatened by by the person who's in charge of our democracy. That is just so it's abnormal. It is. It's, it's scary. It is 100%. It's, 100%. it's reminiscent of things that have happened in history. I'm not going to, you know, sure. And you, say and, names. And you don't, and, and, you, of, and, and you don't have good. to, and you do not have to because people understand this. Yeah. Now with this said, what happened Wednesday, will go down in history as one of those days where we look back and say, will it actually lead to change or will it, was it the start of something? My personal belief, I think it was something that will lead to change. Now, what change that might be, I don't know. It's still very fresh in a lot of people's minds. We're less than a week out. Um, I think what happens January 20th will kind of be a measuring stick. So, you know, let's let's wait and see. But you're right. What happened Wednesday was scary. Um, I woke up to a text message from a friend of mine who is the exact opposite politically of me. But we get along great. Uh, he's a former boss. We go and play golf many, many days during the summer together. Just a good human being. And I, I'm asleep. I have no idea what's going on. So this is happening back, you know, in Washington, D.C. It's really happening three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm asleep. I work nights. I don't get done until 1.30 or 2 a.m. And so it's not uncommon for me to still be asleep at noon on the West Coast during the work week. And so he sends me this set, like series of like four or five texts. And I'm sitting there. I'm kind of scratching my head. I'm like, what in the world is he talking about? And I just responded back and I just put like a question mark. And he was like, turn on the TV. And I was like, oh, boy. So um, in the journalism world. When something's happening and say somebody's not on a TV or not actively paying attention to social media, the term turn on the TV means that there's something happening and it doesn't matter what channel, just turn the TV on. So I'm now scrambling in my room. It's still very dark, even though it's noon. I have blackout curtains. I can't find the remote to my TV. (laughs) So I'm just like, um, 
again, still half asleep, was able to pull up, you know, through my cable provider on my phone and started watching C-SPAN because I was like, okay, well, something happens at the Capitol. Chances are the networks won't be live, but C-SPAN has fixed cameras in the Capitol. They'll be able to at least show something. So I did. And as a news guy and somebody that sat on a desk and as you know, somebody that lives in Portland is very familiar with how certain groups operate and certain tactics that people use when protesting and rioting and stuff. Uh, it was very scary to see that inside the U S Capitol because you would think, okay, there's been a million protests outside. 90% of them are peaceful. But when you have people actively breaking windows, to get into the U.S. Capitol, that's where I was like, hold up here, this is not cool at all. Like, I don't care what your viewpoint is, the fact that you are going after the U.S. Capitol is not right. And the thing is, we could unfold so many pieces out of this and the hypocrisy of a whole lot of different aspects of this, and I... I mean, this would end up being like a seven-hour episode, you know what I mean? But it's just... right. This is not, I just, this is not what America stands for. And from what I've seen on Twitter, there have been multiple arrests. So they are making their way Correct. through the crowd. I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin with all that. Besides the like, you know, pictures that were all over the news. Those are the easy ones to find. But as far as trying to get everybody that was in that whole crowd, I don't even know how they're going to they begin will. to do that. But trust me, they will. They'll find people. Um, I will say this politically, it was crappy. People had way too much free time on their hands to create different memes. And we've all seen them. They've all been over the internet. The one I did like though, was the guy that, uh, took the podium and they superimposed chip Gaines face on it from Waco. And they're like, Oh, they're like, Oh, chip found his new centerpiece for the next home design. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> uh, there's humor in there everything. Was some, there was some funnier there were. that kind of came there out. It's, it's hard. It's hard for me to find humor in it. But 100%. 100%. But you know what? I will say this. We, as a country, will rebound from this quickly. We will get over it. We will make the necessary steps to change, to make it a positive from a negative. And I hope that comes sooner than later. I do too. We but, will see what the next week, week and a half holds. Yes, we will. All right. Well, speaking of Waco, Texas, and I know this is going to get salty for you because you're not thrilled with this, but Bonnie, um, we're looking at a major winter storm affecting most of the state of Texas, including areas that probably haven't seen a lot of snow recently, if ever. Um, but speaking of ship games and Waco, they're under a winter storm warning for four to six inches of snow with pockets of possible eight or more. I'm, I'm literally not talking to Texas. Like, I don't really talk to them anyway. I'm from Oklahoma, but I am literally not talking to them. Like, this is not fair. Nope. I know we got snow last week, but I don't care. Well, if you look at <laughs> the wide swath of this, and go, go to weather.gov. And then you'll see the national picture and you'll see the whole swath of pretty much North and central Texas. The national weather service offices that are handling this are, uh, Midland, Odessa. Uh, and then we're going to move to the East. Then you got San Angelo. 
<sighs> you got our friends from Dallas Fort Worth, and it keeps on going. And I know Bonnie is even Houston, this. right? Isn't Houston possibly going to uh, get something? Let me look here. Let me look here. I was just advancing through the offices, so I'll tell you one second. Um, so can we just talk about Houston, where they're at? They're basically, they're I just for them to get snow is so crazy because they're just down there on the Gulf, really far south. So they never get snow. So there is a banner if you go through. Is that thirty three in Houston? Is that what I was saying? Okay, oh, so San, San, um, San Angelo, Texas, thirty three. So if you go to the Houston. Um, National Weather Service page, their forecast snow accumulation. Northern parts of their forecast area could see anywhere from one inch all the way up to six. So they're saying places <laughs> like a very wide range. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, but like places like Austin, University of Texas, uh, about an inch. Temple, University of Temple, uh, three to four. College Station, where A&M is, two to three. Huntsville, Texas, two to three. Uh, Crockett, Texas, four to six. Lufkin, three to four. Jasper, less than an inch. But you're looking, I mean, Houston right now proper says mixed preset possible, lower chances for significant accumulation. You're talking about suburbs of North Houston that are going to see snow. Okay? It's crazy. North Houston. Houston is on the Gulf of Mexico. We're talking tropical storms, hurricanes usually with Houston. Mm -hmm. But they're looking at areas like... Conroe, Texas, and I'm having to like zoom into the monitor real quick to see to be able to read that name, but they're looking about an inch. Huntsville, again, a few, you know, a couple hundred miles north, if that, uh, from Houston's probably less than that, maybe 50 miles, two to three inches. So areas near Houston are looking at snow, and this extends into places like Beaumont, Texas, not probably going to get snow, but they'll see mixed precip. But you go 10 miles north of Beaumont, they're looking at maybe an inch of snow. So this is, uh, this is pretty impressive, and again, we're talking about Houston, but Lily, if you look at the map of Texas, this winter storm warning extends from New Mexico through this wide swath of Texas into portions of northern Louisiana and into parts of western central Mississippi. Yeah, and doesn't it not look like there's a dome or force field or bubble over Oklahoma, the yes. way the whole thing just curves perfectly yep. around the state of Oklahoma. It's not fair. Yeah, it misses you completely. Yeah, completely. I mean, except for like the panhandle is in like an advisory in like far, far, far western Oklahoma. But other than that, like, yep. no, we're just in the clear. I mean, it's cloudy and cold, but that's it. Right. <laughs> By the way, they do have an, uh, an accurate measurement of how to measure snow. So, <laughs> and it shows this guy like literally getting down and measuring it, not like eyeballing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of rules. Like people will go and measure next to the side of a wall where it's like drifted, and it's like, nope. mm -mm, no, that's not correct. <laughs> nope. uh, the pot. The let, let's jump into this right now. How to properly measure snow, and I will do a quiz for you, Bonnie, because I know the answer okay. to this because as a spotter, I've done it a few hundred times. Anyways, all right. How do you officially measure snow? You go out okay. into somewhere that's flat. Okay not close to trees or buildings or cars or anything as in a clear of an area as possible. Right. And you go out to the center where it's the flattest and that's where you measure. Correct. So yes, that is in theory, the correct way to do it. 
Now, if you are wanting to do an official measurement, again, take an average of two or three places around that flat spot. And that is a good consensus spot. They also recommend that you have a snowboard. And I'm not talking about the, you know, Burton or uh, any of the cool brands that you fling yourself down the side of a mountain on. But it is a board that's usually either a foot by foot or two foot by two foot piece of plywood with a ruler attached, if you can, uh, on a board that is painted white. Obviously, you paint it white because it does not retain heat and it allows snow to accumulate as it naturally would on a surface like grass or bark dust. So you have a snowboard out there. You take your measurements every six hours. And then once the event is over, you tally up the amount every six hours. And that is your official snowfall. Because you clean off the board every six hours, you are not allowing the snow time to compact and give you a erroneous reading. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because snow, in, in fact, is heavy and it compresses on itself. Yep. So you could have five Especially inches. if it warms up yes. a little later in the day and then gets cold overnight. Like, yep. some, you know, you, the next morning looks like you have a little bit less snow, but it's because it's kind of compacted. Correct. From melting a little bit. Never. Nah, so I'm going to read this here. Again, this is from the folks at the Shreveport office, how to measure snow. Use a simple ruler, yardstick, level, or any other measuring tool to measure snow depth to the closest tenth of an inch. Make sure to observe and or take a picture at eye level and not at an angle. Never measure snow on grass as a ruler can easily push into the wet soil and provide inaccurate snow measurements. Oh, so you want to be on... On a flat surface, we use a snowboard basically. pretty cool okay oh oh okay i got it now okay my head i was like okay so you're putting the plywood standing upright with a ruler on it but i got it now you lay it flat yeah yeah and the ruler is attached to it upright okay all right got it wow blonde moment but uh, i got it now we need to actually create a business uh and sell snowboards yes because b squared snowboards i'm down let's do it we can put our logo on it and our logo is mostly white so it is it won't retain heat Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. I'm down. I will make a, uh, I will, uh, I'll have to get on that right now, actually. Yeah. We'll make it happen. But, uh, so yeah, so now we're looking at snow totals that are anywhere. So let's, I'm going to use Dallas, Fort Worth because don't feel too bad because Fort Worth County and Dallas County are in just a winter storm advisory or winter weather advisory. They're not in the winter storm warning. So, Areas four to six inches, as we've said, amounts greater than eight are possible. A winter weather advisory is in effect for parts of North Texas, one to two inches of snow with isolated two to four. Now, when you click on some of these areas and you go actually read the headlines of the winter storm warning, I'm going to read something for you because this is hilarious. Okay. Bonnie, most of Texas is flat, right? As is Oklahoma. So you would think four to six inches possibly six to eight, maybe 10 inches of snow, which is very possible, you would have major travel impacts. However, the National Weather Service says travel could be very difficult. And that's it. (laughs) Thank you. We weren't (laughs) sure. Define difficult. Well, especially because most of Dallas-Fort Worth is all those crazy highways that are not touching the ground. So all of that's going to (laughs) be slick. I love those floating highways. They're my favorite. 
oh my god, they're so scary, and now I'm gonna be like a freaking roller coaster, all icy and slick and stuff. So yeah, I'll just stay home and not go to Dallas today. I think you should actually no. I think you should go to Dallas today. I think you should go hang out in the snow, um, because that would be fun. I'm so mad. I mean, like I said, I know we got snow New Year's Day, but but I want some more. No, I, I I'm with you. I haven't seen snow since you know the day after. Oh gosh, what was it? It was New Year's New Year's Eve Eve. It was the last time I saw, saw snow when I was coming back from Central Oregon, going up over the mountain. I'm I'm with you. I'm ready. So, and for all places in the country to get it right now is Texas. It I doesn't know. even make any sense. I know it doesn't, and you know they don't deserve it. They've been bad all year, so <laughs> they don't deserve it. Why should they, they be rewarded? They took snow away from good people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I talk a lot of smack on Texas, but I was born in Houston, so I really need to watch myself. It's okay. It's okay. You still throw the horns down. It's all good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Always a Sooner fan. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm uh, enjoying my University of Oklahoma OU bottle cooler today, so thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Isn't it awesome? I love bottle coolers. You know oh, my gosh. why? Because they have a zipper. Yes, exactly right. Here you go. Ready? There you go. So good. What about your OU mug? Have you had any coffee out of that uh, mug? Had, well, I don't necessarily drink coffee, but I do drink other beverages, and I have drank out of the OU mug. Boom. Well, if anything, it could hold your pencils if it, it you could. don't use it that it much. It could. Uh, I've, I've used the OU shot glass and the Oregon shot glass. Uh, I do have I do have a spot on the desk here coming very soon for the weather station. Um, Yay. Yeah. So Bonnie hooked me. By the way, so Christmas gifts, Bonnie went above and beyond this year. Uh, and I feel bad because I'm staring at hers. They're still in a box <laughs> that have been yet to be sent, but they will be sent very soon. So um, I need to get around to actually sending that out. So I apologize. It's hard to get to the post office or FedEx store or whatever. It's hard. It is. And I work for, you know, one of the world's largest, uh, foremost logistical experts in shipping. And yet I haven't sent it. So forgive me. Yeah, well, dropping the ball. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We still haven't dropped the ball yet on 2020, so I think I'm okay. Right. We're still lingering in 2020 for yes. some reason. It's like we said, it's December 41st. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Texas is going to get into the action. Louisiana and parts of Mississippi. This storm will eventually move off to the northeast. Uh, still kind of waiting to see what it's going to do there. Um, I have a feeling it's probably going to continue as a winter storm. I know the Weather Channel has been looking at this pretty intently, as we all have, so... We will have they to really see. want to name it. That's why. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> What's the next name on their list? Uh, you know, I don't know. I do. Wasn't the know. last one Gail? Could have been. I I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately. You're supposed to have all the answers. I try. I try. But, um, you know, this will continue snow into northern Alabama, portions of Tennessee. Nashville could get anywhere around a half an inch, so. Uh, we'll wait and see what happens there, but uh, impressive storm nonetheless. The radar today looks pretty impressive. Parts of Waco, uh, now they've been looking at the radar loop for the last couple hours, have had some really heavy bands come over. So it would not surprise me if Waco came in with, you know, an area or two around 8 to 10 inches. All right. Well, good for Waco. Yeah. Yep. Maybe Chip Gaines can uh, use his podium somewhere. Yeah, mm, hopefully. Good for him. 
And folks, it was not Chip Gaines at the Capitol taking the podium. Just, just so you know, it's a no, meme some right. douchebag. Yeah. But somebody put also, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh my You know, where he's holding the glass and he's making that face. Yes. Somebody put that face on that guy carrying yep. that podium. Yep. And also the uh, what was it National? Is it National Treasure with Nicolas oh, yeah, yeah. Cage t- stealing the the copy of the constitution that meme was yeah act- they photoshopped him in somewhere that was pretty good i'm not gonna lie that one was pretty good i did laugh pretty hard at that but you know uh, what the internet never fails right internet always right. wins now with that said speaking of the internet and twitter by the way make sure you follow us on twitter at weather podcast there's our uh, simple plug for the day um, Bonnie, we have an atmospheric river event coming toward the Pacific Northwest and normally during the winter, I wouldn't, you know, think twice about it. It happens a lot, usually two to three times, <coughs> excuse me, during the winter season. But the difference is here, the hurricane hunters are going to be flying into the storm. And this caught my eye yesterday and some more details were released today. But Bonnie, we're used to the hurricane hunters dropping the drop signs that go out the little, you know, tunnel port and deploy a parachute and it floats through the storm and we get, you know, pressure readings, wind, the whole nine, right? Yeah. Well, these guys are going to be opening up the back of the aircraft and shoving out full-size buoys. Nice. Yes. Now, if you've ever seen, uh, you know, ocean buoys, you know these things are not small. In no. fact, in fact, these they're things giant are... Yeah, and they're, they're heavy. Yes. And these things are going to be falling out of the back of an airplane. I want to see the video of this happening because I guarantee you it's going to be amazing. Yes, and I want to see it hit the ocean. Right, because it will create a large wave. It will get splash and poof, there it goes. I'm sure it will have a parachute on it. I'm pretty sure it will have a parachute on it. It has to. They're not just going to toss these out. But, yeah, like it's got to make a somewhat gentle landing, you know, otherwise it'll be like a belly flop and the thing might explode when it hits the water. Exactly. Um, and so the Hurricane Hunters will be flying in. Uh, missions above the eastern and central Pacific Ocean, where, again, we don't have a lot of weather data coming in. We've talked about that a lot on this show, where <clears throat> on the West Coast, you rely on a satellite picture, some ship reports, some buoys that we do have, but there are not a lot out there, and there are pretty much no buoys in the central or eastern parts of the Pacific Ocean. So it is important for this information to be uh, gathered. It is important for the information to be put into models because it will help provide a more accurate forecast so these guys over the next few days will be flying out to the west coast and dropping these buoys uh they're coming in to do a support mess uh mission uh for scripps howard institute because they're the ones that are doing all the um atmospheric river research currently so that's pretty awesome that is amazing and so then those buoys will stay there permanently though right uh the buoys will float they're actually they're actually floating um um, well, I mean, like, are they going to come back and pick them up at some point, or are they going to just leave them? They'll leave them in the ocean, and then uh, I'm pulling up the thing that gives more information about it. So, um, these floaters are they're called floater buoys. These floater buoys are longer-lived. <clears throat> they are... Uh, uh, oh, they're just saying, the guy that loaded it. By the way, he's a really good account on Twitter. I just found him today. <clears throat> It's called a Fly Anonymous WX. He's a hurricane hunter and uh, unprofessional uh, photographer, which was pretty hilarious to call that. Um, <laughs> but it says the, the National Weather Service operations plan covers the basics of atmospheric river flights. 
uh, and how they are working with the Scripps Howard Institute to uh, execute this from the 53rd Weather Reconnaissance Squadron. So uh, I will retweet that on my page at Bobby Corser if you want to go read that. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm also retweeting uh, the purpose of the buoy drop. So it uh, looks like they are going to be making four flights, maybe more, and dropping buoys uh, in portions like um, off of the Oregon and Washington coast, off of the coast of California, but I'm talking about like the middle of the ocean. So 170 degrees west, which is near the international dateline. And dropping buoys as they get kind of closer to the U.S. Uh, and then they will be doing one where they are dropping buoys to the east of Hawaii. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to fly on that flight. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? But I would be so... Do do they have like a like a hatch where the things are going to drop out, or do they have to like lower that big ramp and they actually push them by hand? That's out? what they're that's what they're going to do. They're going to lower the ramp and then either they'll deploy a parachute which pulls it out, and then it will fall into the ocean, or somebody will push it. But chances are they'll probably deploy a parachute <clears throat> so it catches the wind and then they'll release it and it gets pulled oh. out. Like you can go on YouTube right now and you can see how they deploy tanks and other military vehicles. From these C-130s and how they get airdropped. And I'm assuming that's what will happen with these buoys. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, man, if you're, like, out over the middle of the ocean, especially near, like, international waters, and you're pushing it out by hand and, like, you slip or something. I mean, I would assume if they were going to push them by hand that they would also be, like. Oh, they're strapped in. Like, yeah, like strapped to the plane. So, I still, though, scary. No, agreed. Agreed. No, these guys are very well trained and they are strapped. There is no doubt about that. That's like scary, but awesome at the same time. Right. Like I would totally stand in that whole area. Oh, me too. Comes down. I would just stand back, like not close to the ramp, but I would totally like want to watch all that happen. Yeah. If I was secure to a harness, I'd stand right at the end of the ramp. Oh yeah. No, that's too much. Nope. I need to be a little bit further back from that, but I would definitely want to stand where I could at least see the water. Right. Have you seen the video of the guys that just sit on the end of the ramp as it's open and they're flying around? Uh, no. Yeah. YouTube it. It's, it's quite fantastic to watch. I would lose my lunch, but at least I could just throw up off the back of the ramp. <laughs> that is true. That is true. There's nothing there. <laughs> Bombs away. Uh, yeah, but that's how you start a war, dropping vomit bombs. That's not good. Nobody knows. It, 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 it completely dispersed in there. That's true. It would just come down in like it's fish little food. droplets. Yeah. Speaking of throwing oh. up, I watched Pitch Perfect again for the first time in a long time yesterday. Oh. Great movie. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Mm. I mean, now since I, I see your connection there between what we just said, and that scene is a little bit much. Like, they right. could have toned it down. Well, b- both of the throw-up scenes in the first movie are. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, you know, a little extreme, but that's fine. <laughs> they got their point across. Hey, we've all been there after a night of drinking. <laughs> but you know what? Not to ruin anybody's, you know, favorite side dish, but tell me that doesn't look like baked beans. Well, I was going to say baked beans or SpaghettiOs. Oh, yeah. I can see that, too. Yeah. I haven't had SpaghettiOs Ooh. in forever. I know it's been so long. Oh. I really liked beefaroni more oh than Oh my gosh, beefaroni is amazing. 
I would always put my fork thing like through it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would try to do, I would try to get like four on, them. One yep. on all, yep. on all yep. of them, but it's hard. This is why you and I are friends because we have the diet of 12 year olds and we act like 12 year olds. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I'm eating chocolate covered gummy bears. Those are so good. They're so weird, but they're so good. Oh my gosh. They're, uh, Dollar fifty a pound at Winco, which is one of the you know co-op grocery stores here. It's the only place that has them in bulk. So usually, We've got a Winco uh, here. Uh, We're about to get a Costco, I think. Ooh, you need to get yeah. a membership. It is well worth it. So, well, we also have a Sam's. So, do oh, you think perfect. that Sam's will be run off by Costco? No, I think it will spur competition, and you'll actually see both places lower prices. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have a Sam's Club membership, but um, you want a Costco I one for sure. One, but Costco's better. I would go with Costco. The dollar fifty hot dogs are hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. Back to gummy bears. There's this brand of gummy bears that it starts with an A and it's in like a red circle. Is the logo okay? And they're super, super good, but you have to get the sour ones. They're so good. And they're bigger. They're bigger than regular size gummy bears. They're legit. I think that it's like Albanese. All Albanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got some the other day and the sour ones are bomb. And they're like all different flavors. Like like ten flavors or twelve flavors in the bag. It's so good. Oh, that's very interesting. I've never had Albanese. I've had uh Haribo, I've had Black Forest. Brocks are pretty good. I don't know what brand the chocolate covered gummy bears are. However, <laughs> not to get too gross here, but we've already talked about vomiting, so why don't we talk about the other end? If you go on to Amazon.com, type in five-pound bag sugar-free gummy bears, and just start reading through the reviews, you will lose 400 to 500 calories just by laughing at the description of these things. It's bad. I'm going to look it up. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> Like, I wasn't prepared for my intestines to go through the roller coaster that these gummy bears put me through. I had to buckle myself to the toilet seat. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who had that one procedure where, like, they flushed out your tummy. Yeah, apparently. Well, apparently the gummy bears did that. <laughs> See, so that's all you needed. You didn't have to do the whole through your nose thing. Right. And as somebody that has had, a, uh, has had multiple colonoscopies... I'm okay with doing gummy bear colonics. <laughs> That's advanced medicine right oh, there. Oh, it's something. That is definitely something. But uh, yeah, if you want to spend a good afternoon just laughing and uh, having your side hurt from laughing too hard, go on to Amazon, like I said, pull up five-pound bag sugar-free gummy bears and uh, just enjoy the reviews. You know, there's so many products out there that have that, that are just the reviews and the comments are so entertaining. Oh, it's, it's perfect. Sometimes that's all you need. It, is true. <laughs> it will sway your decision to buy or not to buy. Exactly. Exactly. And brighten your day. <laughs> In many, many ways. Right. All right. I know that you're bitter about the snow, but Bonnie, what do you guys have forecast wise coming up in Oklahoma? nothing like it's just going to be it's going to warm up throughout the week so that'll be kind of nice by the end of the week we'll be highs in the 60s um throughout the week blows will be in the 20s and 30s clouds here and there but that's it no precip chances nothing nothing so i'm just gonna be salty all week and you know keep giving texas the cold shoulder well i don't blame you i think you should 
Uh, real quick before we jump into to the forecast, I'm sorry. We we'll get into Portland here in a second. Um, I'm compiling a list of the top 20 best chase songs to put into a chase playlist. So if you guys have a weather related song that you want to put into our B squared chase playlist, please tweet us, let us know at weather podcast. We'll compile this over the next couple weeks. So when we get ready to launch into chase season in the spring, we'll be able to put forth our official B squared chaser playlist. I've got one for you. What do you got? Baby bash cyclone. <laughs> Ooh, totally works. Totally works. So obviously human beings, because it's from Twister, will be on there. Baby bash yes. cyclone. Uh, Rocky like a hurricane. Shout oh, yes. That's good. Shout out to my friend John LaCrofta here in Portland that uh, that tweeted that to me last night. Um, there's a group out of Denver, Colorado that I love, Five Iron Frenzy. They have a song called Dark and Stormy Night. So that's going to be on there. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys have any weather-related songs let us know tweet us at weather podcast and we'll put that list together uh like i said by the time we get to chase season do you think thunder rolls by garth brooks would i think work? i think it's very appropriate yes i mean it, it would work it's a classic too right. like i think it'd be good no I, I agree too i agree um you know the main title theme from oklahoma will be there because the wind comes sweeping down the plane that's obvious so yeah yeah Again, folks, let us know. Tweet us your weather-related songs at Weather Podcast, and uh, we'll put this list together for you. I love it. I love a weather uh, weather storm chasing playlist. I love that. Yeah, we got to have something, right? For sure. All right. Well, out here in Portland, like I said, it's all eyes are on this atmospheric river. We could see anywhere from one to three inches of rain. Now, nice. unfor- now, unfortunately, the snow level will rise to about 6,000 feet, so not a whole lot of snow at past level, but some of the ski resorts will still get some decent snow. Uh, but rain on top of snow is not good. I'd rather it be a little bit colder. I don't mind lowland rain. I do want snow badly. The weather models are finally starting to look like they're going to come into an agreement where we get a colder situation, which would be very nice because... Frankly, Bonnie, I'm tired of sitting in the mid-40s to mid-50s all the time. It's not fun. Yeah, it's kind of a boring, cold area. You know, like nothing can really happen but a cold rain. And it's just, like you always say, wasted cold, basically. Yeah, it is wasted cold. And, you know, with one to three inches of rain coming, it's not going to be fun. And it's going to be rain all the way through Friday. And finally, by the time we get to Saturday, it will dry up. It will be finally, uh, they're calling partly sunny, a high of 49, but knock on wood, we'll see. And I really do hope the model solutions do continue to evolve into a colder solution because, like I said, I am tired of the rain. I am ready for some snow. Yeah. Yeah, and I want more snow, too. So let's wish it and will it into existence. Hey, you we know have what? a week to do it. You and I both believe in speaking things into existence, so... We're We've do- been doing it all year. Yes, we have. all last year. <laughs> and, and you know, and it happened. Happened yeah. with the tropics. We were the tropical connection. We're the reason why the tropics were so busy last year. You're welcome, 2020. Yeah, you are, you are welcome for many, many things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.